2: Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found and, of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. What a huge weekend in wrestling that just went down. We're going to talk about Becky Lynch's return. We're going to talk about what's going on with Adam Cole and what's going on. With NXT after NXT TakeOver 36, we're going to run that show down as well. But first, if you're watching us on the YouTube, do us a huge favor. Give us that thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button. We've been getting some decent growth here at Going In Raw. Let's yeah. keep it going. And if you yeah. can hear the sound of my voice in the audio realm, hit up whatever podcast app you use to listen to Going In Raw. Leave us a rating, review, or a comment. It also helps us a lot if you do that. Like I said, Larson, huge wrestling weekend. Want to give thanks to all the friendos for hanging out with us, man.
1: Yes, yes, yes. It was a lot of fun, a lot going on. Uh, but, you know, wrestling is always better when you watch it with friends and friendos. So thank you all uh, who joined us Friday night, Saturday night, last night for TakeOver. It was it was a blast.
2: It was a lot of fun. And, uh, of course, we did TakeOver last night. This coming weekend... Um, I am gonna go to the beach. And, oh, sorry, uh, You're
1: going. On, you're taking a little trip.
2: Not doing anything, so that's uh, gonna be cool. And then uh, the following weekend, of course, all out. That should be mm-hmm. a lot of fun as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I, you know, I mentioned this on Twitter. Seemed like just, it seemed like a moment in wrestling. I mean, obviously, the return of CM Punk was a big, was big huge, deal. Yeah. Our, our review of Rampage. That episode of Rampage is, is available right now. Um, but, uh, you know, that combined with a lot of stuff that we saw at SummerSlam, uh, just a lot of buzz about wrestling, uh, both, you know, uh, positive and maybe a little bit of negative depending on, on, on what you like and who you like, um, and what you saw. But, uh, but yeah, it just, it felt like a moment in mm-hmm. time. And I, I get the feeling, man, that we're going to have a lot more of those moments coming up because specifically of AEW and, and how these, uh, uh, you know, wrestlers who are looking for something maybe different than WWE, and yeah. uh, and they're going over to the other company now. It's very exciting. It's very cool to see, uh, to see this go
1: down, you know? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, uh, and we'll get more uh, news uh, potentially in that regard here in a little bit, especially after or now that TakeOver is done. There might be someone who's a free agent, but before we get to that, let's talk Becky Lynch, her return to SummerSlam. Uh, so, of course, she had a pretty uh, surprising return at SummerSlam, and, and opinions te- seemed to vary on that return following a pretty darn shocking uh, squash win over SmackDown's champion Bianca Belair. We spoke extensively about it in our SummerSlam uh, recap. We were fairly critical of uh, that decision, but we have some details about it. These are coming from Mike Johnson, the PW Insider. Uh, and he might be shining some light on WWE's motivation for booking that particular finish because he's reporting that, quote, oh, sorry, that PW Insider has, quote, confirmed with multiple WWE sources that Becky Lynch is now a heel. We are told that going forward, Lynch will be positioned as the top heel on SmackDown, initially feuding with Bianca Belair. Uh, in a, a, a different report, PW Insider had some additional details about the creative plans for the match, stating that, quote, the quick Lynch victory was designed to pop the fans were expecting banks versus Bianca instead gave them the return of a major name. We are told it was 100% a hundred percent of Vince mcmahon call, and the twi- title switch to Lynch was specifically designed to make a return even more spectacular. It should be noted that the quick nature of the match, 27 seconds, was seen by a number of fans as taking the wind out of the sails with Bianca Belair. But we are told that even though some in the company expressed that concern beforehand, the idea was that the moment was about Lynch. Vince McMahon's vision for the pay-per-view. Before we get to the second bit here from PW Insider Elite, I feel like we had a conversation to this effect on our SummerSlam recap that it was Vince wanted a moment, kind of everything else be damned. And we had speculated whether this they were going to pivot Becky towards being a heel. And assuming this PW Insider report is true, it's a bit of a head scratcher because once uh, she left, Becky Lynch was probably the top face in the entire company. And of course, whenever a huge superstar returns, everybody wants to cheer for, him, you know, and especially someone who's as beloved as Becky Lynch is. It is going to be a uphill climb. You know, I said in our SummerSlam recap, WWE is going to have to do some. I don't, I honestly don't know what they're going to have to do to get the heat necessary for fans to. It's going to if Becky comes out and does, uh, uh you know, like uh, cuts a heel promo on the fans. That ain't going to cut it, you that, know? That ain't going to be the thing. No. Because that's what they tried back when they tried to turn the heel after SummerSlam a few years back, which really began her push. They tried to turn to heel. And the fans were like, no, we love Becky. Yeah, you're, all your complaints were you're 100% right. So I don't know how they're going to approach this. I I think that
2: given the reaction, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they, how they approach it. I think that they might have, if the idea is to turn her heel, I did, I did I recorded a a video for Wrestle Juice where I just sort of looked mm-hmm. at the Twitter and YouTube reaction to uh mm-hmm. to Becky and dude across the board like is number one kind of shocking that Brock Lesnar's return to uh to WWE video clip has almost twice as as many as Becky Lynch's. Becky Lynch is sitting at 1, mil, 1. 1.3 million. Interesting. Brock's is sitting at 3.3 3 million, so about mm-hmm. 2 million more. I think it's something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so Becky, get this though: a spot during the Goldberg-Lashley match is outpacing the Becky return on YouTube. It's like at almost wow. two million, and Becky's like almost one and a half or something, or one point wow. three, I think, which is a head scratcher. You just yeah. scratch your head. That's why I said that. <laughs> yeah. And what's interesting also is that on the Becky return video, the dislikes are, it's like 4,000 dislikes as opposed to, like, and like 37 likes, as opposed to on the Goldberg video, it's like, I don't know, like a 1,000 dislikes, you know? Yeah. And the comments are very telling, and, and it's all very similar stuff, and it's all this. We like Becky, but why would you do this to Bianca? And I think that might motivate them even more to be like, hey, people like Bianca so much, and they were not into this, that could work. I I do think that she could potentially be. And I, I wonder if it's this. And look, I'm not saying I'm into this because I'm not because here's the problem. They might. Vince probably looked at Roman Reigns. And the first thing Nick Khan said in this interview with Ariel Helwani, which we're going to talk about later when he's talking about how much he likes SmackDown and Raw. He thinks they're both great. But the first thing he talked about, the very first thing he talked about was Roman Reigns. He said, look at what a great job we're doing with Roman Reigns, which then might you might think, "Okay, they really like the Roman Reigns thing. Are they going to do the same thing with Becky Lynch? Because we've heard that the plan with Roman is he's going to be the bad guy and then he's going to be the the good guy. And we do know that. But the difference is the huge difference is Becky was there. Becky is all was already where they wanted Roman to be. Exactly. So why would you do this? Unless the idea is they know how popular Bianca is and they want to try to get her to that level that Becky was at. But if this is the first feud, Becky ain't losing that title back to Bianca. Unless the idea is, like, and I said this on the recap, get them in a feud where Bianca looks so good and then she's drafted out to Raw, she quantum leaps over, and that's why they put the title on Charlotte because they have they're going to do Bianca versus Charlotte and make Bianca the the lead face and champion on Raw. I mean, that's possible, possible. That's possible.
1: Um the one thing I would say about uh man, I lost my train of thought now. Um oh, about capitalizing on the reaction to to Becky's win in terms of building up her heel character that way. The the problem with that is Fans are savvier now to what is going on in terms of, of the creative aspect of things. So it, I worry it's be a situation where, okay, Becky will come out and drop a heel promo, whether it's directed towards the fans, Bianca, whoever. And they'll try their darndest. The problem is the heat won't necessarily be on Becky. it will be on the company for shoving a storyline that people don't want to see. That's a real problem, potentially.
2: I, I don't disagree. I don't, I don't think this is going to be... I don't think... I think that the path... To her being a heel would be to attack Bianca, who people who seems just like a genuine person that people really like yeah. and screwing her yeah. over. I I don't I think that you're right. I think it's going to be Well, we don't really want to see this, you know, like I don't think it's I think you're right. I think it's not going to be, oh, we're going to boo Becky because she's got real heel heat. We're going to we're just we're not into it. Maybe what, they what, just won't be into it. Kind of like they weren't yeah, into it's Stone be,
1: Cold being healed. This whole thing's going to be a tepid. It's going to have such a tepid response because, like, I'm guessing unless unless they're going to blow our minds with some with some really clever, interesting, creative. Yeah. Not holding my breath, but maybe it's possible. Um, that yeah, it's, they're going to roll the dice with this, and people people are the response going to be, oh, I don't want to see this. This isn't interesting, and then it's supposed to be. Bleh. It depends, dude. Honestly, I I think it sort of depends. Like if
2: if they book it right and they have on Smackdown like, you know, Becky comes out and I I don't know about her dropping a promo on the fans. That ain't going to work. But if she comes out and the fans start chanting Bianca, which is a possibility, I don't I honestly don't know how they're going to react. I really don't.
1: Yeah, I don't. Know. Um I don't know either.
2: I I don't know how they're going to react. Uh, But if Bianca comes running out with a head full of steam, you know, stone cold style and starts attacking Becky, I mean, people are going to pop for that because of somebody doing
1: cool stuff. Yeah, at the same time, though, before that happens, they really have to make an effort to establish Becky is heel because you run the risk. Then of people still thinking Becky's the face. Bianca comes out, attack her. They might think, oh, Bianca's turning heel now and start booing Bianca.
2: Yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what they do. I mean, we'll probably get to SmackDown this week, and there won't be any definitive direction. It'll be a lot of hem and Han because that's kind of what exactly. they do. But maybe exactly. they maybe they have some plan. I'm just not. I I'm not optimistic that it's gonna. You know, for the for the crowd, I mentioned this on the recap. For the crowd that's like, you know, hey, let it. You know, uh, let's see how it plays out. Especially now that there does seem to be a direction with Becky Lynch, if this report is to be believed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm not, I just don't, I don't, I never, I don't have room for, I, I don't have the desire to be optimistic about this because we've seen this happen before. If this is exactly. going to be the first feud, Becky ain't losing that title back. Nope. And that's nope. kind of the only way, besides with the exception of Bianca going to Raw and, and fighting Charlotte. That's kind of the only re- way that I see Bianca getting her. Yeah. You know. Well,
1: here's a possibility. This is something that crossed my mind. And not that I'm like into the idea, but it could, if they're actually trying to a massive if cross over various storylines. So right now, uh, all four horsewomen are heels. Mm-hmm. Charlotte's a heel. Mm-hmm. If this is true, mm-hmm. Becky's a heel. Mm-hmm. Sasha's a heel. And uh, Bailey, when last we saw her, was a heel. Yeah, sure. Now, we have Survivor Series coming up in about three months. I know Bailey's involvement's up in the air because she got hurt. She was about to be out nine months, so she probably miss it. I,
2: yeah, but, she I, she just... I think she just tweeted out, like, the number six.
1: I think she's got, like, six months. Six more months.
2: Probably, I don't know.
1: Yeah, so if they want to do at either Survivor Series, Mania, something, a match where it's the four horsewomen on one side. On the other, you get Nikki. You get Rhea. You get... Uh, 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 Bianca and then somebody else mm-hmm. and they frame it as in supervillains versus superheroes Vince finally gets his Marvel Universe type thing going
2: that could be oh the sixth thing I'm sorry I was in reference to uh, the anniversary of uh, Brooklyn oh. so never mind Um, yeah no I yeah I, I feel you I feel you. yeah his he loves the Marvel thing now right um, yeah, apparently I don't know I mean it's it's a wait and see thing I I love that the fan response, at least the Twitter and YouTube fan response, has been kind of on par with what we're saying. Like, hey, we really mm-hmm. like Becky. Twinewinder here in chat said, how did anybody look at that match and not see heel turn? I I mean, I saw it based on what we were given, but at the same time, it's Becky, so it's beguiling that they would do it, you know? Yeah. But apparently they are. Yeah, um, I mean, I
1: mean uh, a cheap shot and one move. The cheap shot but- did it for me. The cheap I mean, shot it, was the thing. I feel like a cheap shot, one move, win. It's not screaming, heel turn, heel turn, heel turn, which I feel like you really have to do with Becky because, you know, during her run, it wasn't like she was above taking the fight to people, you know? It's crazy they could have had their cake. and eat. Like, you,
2: you could have had a huge, huge Becky moment that really would have made sense, and if she comes out specifically to, like, you know, basically... You know, uh, 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 call out how great Bianca is and raise her hand. You know, maybe, uh, I don't know, you have this silly Carmela Zelina Vega, some stupid match. Like, that. I don't know, there's a million ways you could have done it. So then both people stood tall. Um, or even she comes out, you know, gets this huge reaction, has a face off with Bianca, and then, you know, uh, they go their separate ways. And it's like, oh, it's a tease for, for SummerSlam where she saves Bianca or something like that. I don't know. There was like a million ways you could have written this, and it wouldn't have taken the sales out. It wouldn't have taken the wind out of the sails of the pay per view. Which exactly? I mean, just look. I I was just looking at the reaction, and it seems like a lot of people felt the way we did. It's like, yeah, no, I don't know. That was just you know that was weird. It's hard to get back into the pay per view. I know with that moment, and once again, it's just like, how was Vince misreading this stuff so much? And I I keep on going back to that. You know, it's like there seems to be such a disconnect between. Vince's gut and what the fans are really clamoring to see. And that's why mm-hmm. it's so stark a difference between WWE and AEW. Yes. Call me a shill. I don't care. But there's a difference there, man. I mean, even 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 down to, hey, let's not screw a guy over in his hometown. Let's celebrate that they're in their hometown. Find storyline reasons to get them over there. And exactly. You're going to grow your audience loyalty that way. I know. I know.
0: in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: Uh, let's get this last bit in here from uh, Mike Johnson. This is on PW Insider Elite. Uh, this this bit here uh, is courtesy of Russell Talk. Uh, This is what Mike Johnson had to say, quote, I was told this was a Vince McMahon idea, a Vince McMahon pitch. This was not the original idea for her, Becky's, return. Uh, She was going to be returning in early October, but everything that went down with Sasha Banks with her being unable to perform at SummerSlam led to WWE reconfiguring plans, and Vince McMahon decided, that's what I want. Becky Lynch, the biggest babyface star in quite some time, she's going to be a heel going forward. See how it plays out, I guess. I'm not optimistic, but... I'm, I'm I'm
2: I'm curious I'm with you I'm not optimistic but I am curious um we'll see we'll see where this goes uh speaking of seeing where people will go Adam Cole clearly done with NXT but the question is what's next you know we'd all we all figure it'd be the case PW Insider has confirmed that Adam Cole's loss to Kyle Riley at TakeOver 36 was indeed Adam Cole's final appearance in WWE NXT uh, but what's next? Fightful Select. Go subscribe to Fightful Select. They're yes, great. Go subscribe. Is reporting that as of yesterday. Adam Cole has not signed a new deal with WWE. As soon as Cole took the L at TakeOver, the Young Bucks, of course, started teasing that Cole could be on his way to AEW. I believe a seance was in order for that, given that he, yeah, uh, in, in their canon, died <laughs> on in being in, the elite. But what's actually going to gonna happen? Yes. I'll be honest with you, man. You know the young bucks generally i mean com- correct me if i'm wrong and i don't have any specific instances here but like generally when they tease stuff they kind of go through with it right like they were you know obviously been teasing the cm punk stuff a lot since like that yeah. deal was sort of confirmed yes um i i i kind of i kind of feel like that's it i feel like he's going to be going maybe when he maybe when he made that announcement on twitch saying hey the Chugs ain't going nowhere Maybe that's maybe his mind was made up at that point. You know, I feel like if, I feel like if he signed a new deal, we had heard so many times there's been so many instances. I mean, you know, one of the more uh, one of the bigger ones was when Punk signed that deal at uh, Money in the Bank 2011. Mm-hmm. He, he signed it at the pay-per-view mm-hmm. uh, and he stayed with the company. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of feel like we would have heard had he signed a
1: new deal, it He would like he would have done yeah. it at SummerSlam, right? Yeah, you would think so. You would think so. You would have done it. Yeah. It, it, it takeover weekend. Yeah, for sure. That uh I don't know. I don't know. You know, if 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 that meeting with Vince had gone as this swimmingly or had gone swimmingly and he got some measure of assurance that, you know, his creative on main roster, at least early on was going to be with satisfaction and and the the dollar amount that was rumored was accurate. I mean, that's a pretty enticing offer, but. You know, and not to say those things didn't happen, but maybe, you know, the prospect of going back and working with his friends and AEW in an environment that's that's seemingly vibrant and creative, and you have some influence over your character and your creative direction. Maybe that's, and he gets to keep his Twitch channel for sure. Um, Maybe that's just more uh, enticing prospect for him. Don't know. I mean, honestly, the
2: money is money, and we have no idea. I mean, we we heard what WWE had offered him um, $1 million. Who knows what the dollar amount would be in in AEW? I mean, clearly he can make a ton of money there, and at a certain point, like for Moxley, he was like, "What am I going to do with all that?" You know, I already have a truck; my truck's paid off. You know, mm-hmm. um, and maybe the dude, you know, I, th- there's there's so many positives in AEW for him in WWE. It's two things: it's it's money and it's WWE. You know, it's money
1: and the platform. Yeah, the platform,
2: and it's the. Yeah. You know, I mean, who knows? Maybe when when people are growing up, sometimes for some people, WWE is the thing. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. can I get there? Um, can I can I get to the very top of the you know the the, the biggest stage?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, but that ain't it for everybody. You know, exactly. like we always say everybody has different priorities. Um yep. So, I mean, dude, if 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 throwing this out there, if SiriusXM came to us and was like, hey. We'll give you double what you guys make right now, but you gotta wake up at you don't own it anymore. You gotta wake up at five o'clock in the morning. I don't think I'd do it, man. No. <laughs> I honestly no. don't think I'd do it. I like the freedom we have, you know. Totally. Totally. Double money would be nice, but um money's not everything, man. Not, it's not everything. I like my sleep, like TPT.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. I like I like being able to do what we want to do and not you know. be, be holding the corporate overlords telling us that we got to do this or that. You know? I want
2: to be in the smash zone, man, every Thursday. That's what I want
1: to do. You got that right. You got that right. Well, let's talk uh, Let's talk. Nick Khan. Uh, he had an interview with Ariel Helwani mm. uh, mm. prior to SummerSlam. Hold Alita on, break- breaking,
2: breaking, breaking, breaking. What? White Brownie has got the official. I'm assuming these are official, or, or he's just making this shit up in our chat. Rampage, 1.1 million, and okay. a .53 in the That's demo. That's really good. That's really good. SmackDown, 2.1 million, 0.57 in the demo. Wow! So pretty close in the demo. SmackDown doubled up uh, the 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 total overall viewership, but one point one million on a Friday night. That's uh,
1: that's pretty good. File about five hundred, four hundred thousand, four hundred thousand more than more. they got in the debut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. more than fifty percent increase. Yeah, that demo number is really good. That's really really good. It's
2: a that's a that's a spectacular demo. That's a it really, really good demo
1: number, yeah. Uh, anyways, Nick Khan. WWE president, Nick Khan. Had an interview with Ariel Helwani uh, prior to this weekend's SummerSlam events. Uh, wide-ranging interview. I think it's about 25 minutes long. It's, it's a good listen, a good watch. If you haven't checked it out yet, I highly recommend it. Uh, two uh, really notable bits um, were when uh, Khan talked about why WB, released, has, sorry, why WB, WB has, has released so much talent of late. And also, what can we expect from the rumored NXT rebrand going forward. Let's talk about the releases first. This is what Nick Khan had to say. He says, quote, there's a collective of us. Keep in mind with B, there's one boss. That's Vince. Uh, as we all know, between Bruce Pritchard, who oversees the entire creative process, between Kevin Dunn, who oversees all our production, between Stephanie McMahon, Paul Levesque, all are involved in the decisions with ultimately Vince making the final decision on everything. He says, I don't know that there's one explanation for it, the releases. I think ultimately what's looked at is this person for us? Are they going to move the needle now or in the imminent future? By the way, we had a two-day tryout in Las Vegas, which ended yesterday. Triple H, John Laurinaitis, and Bruce Pritchett were all across, as were the rest of us. We signed over a dozen new talent coming out of that tryout, and I'm not suggesting, oh, that's why we cut other talent. but We're always looking for what's next. We live in the present. We live in the future. We don't live in the past. So when people leave and they move on with their life and their careers, that's good by us. For us, it's what works for us. And our product at that moment in time And again, what's going to work down the road and largely in part the existing roster is based on that. So the rationale that was given to all the people that were released is that budget cuts (laughs) wasn't named once. Not to say that wasn't a part of it because he does say there wasn't one explanation. But seems I want a situation where it's first and foremost, does this person fit into what we want WWE to be? And if there's any, if anybody's on the fence about it, then it's like, okay, what's the contract? You know, how long are they under contract? And you start talking about, uh, you know, like in the Braun Strowman situation, they thought he was two years past his prime. I don't agree with that, but that's what they thought. Um, and, and maybe his first to, the, the first metric, as he says here, is we got to see whether they, they fit into what we want our product to be now and in the, in the near future. And then if there's any you know, a hesitation about that. Then they start looking for other reasons. I'm just trying to find some way that budget cuts fits into what Nick Connors said. It's not, it's bullshit. It's,
2: it's, it, is bullshit. it honestly, it sounds like, you know, I mean, dude, you can go back and this is, it's totally apropos, but go back and look at the, uh, and I know this has been shared on Twitter ad nauseum. Oh, the CM Punk bit, the CM Punk bit, you know, where he said, I, I honestly think, dude, it's kind of like the trash bag situation. You know, it's like, that was just a thing that they did because they kind of hire, you know, they hire Funk Man instead of somebody who actually knows how to deal with human beings from an HR perspective, and so John Laurinaitis gets on the phone. Sorry, kid, budget cuts. I mean, that's what everybody says. You know yeah. that happens. I mean, we we yeah. have actual wrestlers saying that this is this is what happens, and it's just laziness. It's another example of laziness. We see it in creative with endless championship contender rematches. Yes. And we see it with, you know, as opposed to, and here's the thing. I mean, would it make it any better? Would it make it easier? I don't know. Maybe half the wrestlers, like, I don't care what they tell me. But, like, if it's just a matter of, hey, you don't fit in with what we're trying to do here anymore. To be completely honest with you, you just don't fit in with what we're doing. You know, I mean, would it be nice if it wasn't such a corporate churn over thing, you know, where just, they're yeah, just yeah. churning people out? And it's like, Bronson Reed, you're an international guy. And now you're going to be screwed on your visa. Maybe we'll give you a little bit. Maybe instead of a 90 day no compete, maybe we'll give you 180 day to allow you to sort out your stuff. I mean, I don't know exactly what they could do to make that process I don't know easier.
1: Either. I don't know either. But as
2: know. a company, if they're like, hey, this does this guy doesn't fit into my into our future because we're changing our philosophy i get that i understand it it feels like from a human perspective there's a better way to go about it um in terms of hey we do have an ass ton of money maybe we can help these guys and and girls a little bit more and and not just feed them a budget cut bullshit line and say hey let's try to help you out on your way out the door because you've taken a risk on us and we've taken a risk on you
1: Yes. Yeah. No, I was trying to trying to find a middle ground between what they say to people and, and what Nick Khan said. But I think what it is, is Jonathan has it here in check correctly. Budget cuts is an out of my hands excuse so they can avoid confrontation. You know, it's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's a thousand percent what, it Yeah. Is. you know, where yeah. they, they say, hey, budget cuts. Sorry, can't do anything about it. And as a talent, like, you know, I guess you could bring up, hey, you made record profits. How is there a budget cut? But beyond that, You know, you there's not much. There's not much you can do as someone who's been released at you know, thanks to budget cuts. You you can't really protest that, right? to, Hey, we're nothing for you. Well, I mean, shit. You never. You like. You could argue that, you know. But it's the same point. You're getting released. What's the point of argument?
2: It just it just feels like it's it's just it's just yeah, like you said. It's it's lack of wanting to confront people, and it's just it's Mm -hmm. it's just bad management, is what it is. It's like, wouldn't you rather? Somebody like, you know, look you straight in the eyes and say, hey, listen, man, uh, you know, we're changing the philosophy on what we're doing here. And Vince saw what you had to offer. And unfortunately, you know, it, he doesn't see it. Um, best of luck. What can we help? What can we do? But, you know, it's just it's it's WWE. They sent people's stuff. women, by the way, they sent their stuff in like Mickie James sent her stuff in a trash bag and she wasn't the first person so
1: that's yeah, something going on for years so
2: yeah so it's not good. yeah it's not good I mean we've yeah. heard dude we've heard in the past like you know wrestlers say yeah Vince just said they said we have they, they didn't have anything for us you know even that's like more honest than
1: oh budget cuts I know but it must be great if they were if they were transparent with talent about why they were actually being
2: yeah, released. yeah. No. Uh he also talked about the NXT rebrand and he was pretty
1: um upfront about this. You know, he's pretty pretty yeah, this this is one area where where Nikon was, was pretty darn transparent about this. Yeah, it. uh
2: he said this. So these transcripts are from Fightful. He said this. We are doing a complete revamp on NXT, led by Triple H, who is really one of the architects of the original NXT. What we found, it's part of why we did the tryout yesterday. We want to make sure it's easy for folks who want to be WWE superstars is figuring out how to become WWE superstars. If you think of the life of an elevated athlete, throughout their career, the opportunity to go play somewhere has always been easy. Being able to play somewhere is not, that's what's hard. If you're an amazing high school football player, colleges come after you, you get recruited, you go into their system, and either you make it or you don't make it. All that it takes to get there, very difficult, but the system, not difficult. We want our system to be an easy system where people who want to be superstars know how to get to us and we can get to them. In terms of an NXT rebrand, look for it in the next couple weeks. It's going to have a whole new look, a whole new feel, and we believe because a lot of the indie wrestlers, if you will, have come through our system and are in our system with SmackDown and Raw, we don't want to just keep doing that same thing. We want to look elsewhere for great young talent. So that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to stop Looking at the indie ranks, it's they they they're gonna expand quite a bit and maybe focus less on the indie ranks. I've have I've said, look, if there's a dude out there who's twenty six years old, six four, and uh, he shows up in Ring of Honor, and and is killing it over there, I doubt that they and he expressed interest to go in WWE if he's everything they're looking for, I don't think they would hold being in ring of honor against him necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I mean, they currently have, you know, the, the most recent and who knows if they're going to continue to be there, but you look at a guy like Josh Briggs, who was the last evolved champion. Well, this guy has plenty of independent experience. He's a big dude. He seems maybe what they'd want, what they'd look for. Um, They still have a world-class performance center. They got, Shawn Michaels and Triple H there. Uh, they've got Matt Bloom there, who by all accounts is a terrific coach. I, if they keep on doing sort of the guest coach thing, this is really honestly no – in my opinion, if you look at that terrific class from what, O2, Cena, Batista, Orton, Lesnar, those guys weren't indie darlings before they showed up. Um, I think there's going to be no problem creating five-star match guys because they've done that without bringing in from the independent ranks, I, I think that they can do that. You know, I I, I don't think there's going to be much of a problem in terms of what we're going to see with the wrestling. It's just going to take some time to completely yeah. overhaul their you know philosophical approach to to wrestlers.
1: Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I imagine you know we'd speculate as far as NXT uh, taping some shows in advance that they're doing so to kind of give them some time to revamp the look of. NXT. I don't know if this just be a new look, complete rebrand. You know how, how far this revamping is going to go, um, but yeah, that's going to be more immediate. But in terms of, of transitioning from NXT as we do it, from as far as far as the in ring product to whatever they want it to be, that's going to take time because a lot of the 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 people they just signed are pretty green when it comes to professional wrestling. You oh know? yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So, I think I think yeah, we're we're definitely going to see. You know, and they've they've already um I mean I I have no idea how far along uh Parker Boudreaux is or uh uh, uh Rick Steiner's Steiner kid. Yeah, yeah Bronson Steiner. Yeah. I have no idea, you know, we we saw Malcolm Bivens present business cards to the Oh, their names knew their name. are it was Brutus and Julius Creed, I think their K okay. names were gonna be. Yeah. I forget the name of their brother, their actual brothers. I forget the, the yeah, yeah. yeah. The P or some of the K, K-, K- Kaper or something like that. Casper? Casper? Casper. There you go. Thank you. Um, you know, given that they have had the you know some sort of seed of a of a story planted on NXT TV, maybe they're coming along quicker. The next 6 months to a year are going to be maybe as interesting with NXT as the last 12 months has been for AEW, you know. Mm-hmm. Um it'll be interesting to see where they take it. I I'm always I'm always in favor of I always like new design. Raw SmackDown undergo more superficial changes in terms yeah, of their yeah, presentation yeah. on a semi regular basis. Um, AEW I'm looking for NXT I'm looking forward to seeing what they do from a production standpoint. That's going to be much different from what they do now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, in terms of presentation, other than like just doing some superficial changes, new graphics, new logo, you know, more or less light. Less less chain link fence on the on the the barricades.
2: Brighten it up a little. I'm fine to, to add a yeah. bunch of color to the
1: presentation. Yeah, yeah, but like in terms of how the show is actually shot, I mean WB has a pretty a pretty stable template of how they produce their shows, and NXT apart from the crash zooming, really doesn't differentiate itself. Yeah, you brought Rar- that up. That was a that
2: solid point last night. You brought up during the takeover stream is that it's not. Yeah, it's not like they really. I wonder. I mean, is it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they, they could do any number of things. I, I can't stand the CWC. I really can't stand that place. Well, that's one thing to stand. No, I know, but like, it's a huge. Like, what having been there, it's a much bigger venue. <laughs> it's a, That's one of my biggest regrets. It really, it honestly hurts me that we didn't just say fuck it. We can, you know, does. We don't need this week of programming. Just. Just let's both go. Um, it, it It's a big venue. It wouldn't shock me. I mean, they could expand what we see in the CWC right now. They could expand it quite a bit. I mean, I don't know what they'd have to get rid of in terms of the extra rings, but uh, but it's it's a pretty big venue.
1: I don't know if there are, in terms of the zoning of the building, capacity limits to it. Hmm. That would necessitate a smaller more inti- intimate crowd also with COVID concerns i don't know if they're like all right we don't want too many people here you know it is still a training facility mm-hmm. yeah that's um, a good point yeah for for you know nxt wb um i mean that's that, that's two potential reasons like i think why they didn't want to expand it too much
2: that could be and also
1: i mean like we've also heard too that like you know there's not like parking or anything there you know yeah, you know I if you expand it to five six hundred people like how are you gonna transport people to and from so. I don't know I mean we haven't heard that they're gonna move it out of the CWc but
2: we also haven't heard necessarily that I mean I don't well, know the, there the, anything... we, we heard
1: that the the deal with full sale is is done. that's dead no. yeah that that's yeah.
2: done um but uh but I don't know I guess it, it's just gonna be interesting to see what they do how different it's gonna look I love yeah dude just just hit random on the creative show thing and just you know We'll see what yeah. it looks like.
1: Yeah. Anyway, that's the way to do things. We yeah. want to talk takeover now.
2: Yeah, let's talk takeover. I didn't go back and rewatch and take any notes. Uh, I just have my general. I look, man. I do want to go back and watch Ilya versus Walter too, because holy crap, that's my early, early top contender for match of the year. Um, that was just an absolutely beautiful story. Tapping out Walter like that. Um, thought that was great. But yeah, no, I thought it was. A, I thought it was a fun show. It's obviously going to be. I mean, if the rebrand is happening in the next couple of weeks, is it going to be the last takeover of the current iteration of NXT? What we've seen for it the past the five case. years yeah. or so,
1: yeah. It seems to be the case, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, yeah overall, a, a really a good show, a good show. The, the 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 undisputed finale wasn't quite as climactic as I was kind of expecting, but then again, if Adam Cole's on his way out, you know, who knows how, if that had played any part in how they decide to 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 pace the match, the story they were trying to tell in the match. Well, you know me, what I mean? Let,
2: yeah, dude, let me ask you this.
1: Like, if he was...
2: I mean, clearly, he's not staying with NXT. We know that. We've known that. Probably not staying with the company. If he was staying with the... If, certainly, if he was staying with NXT, this would have been the main event because it sort of supersedes title. Yeah. It would have been the main event... In it would have given an hour instead of like 25 been, minutes. It would have been double the length.
1: Yeah.
2: Um uh, it, this it, it's it feels like, given knowing what we sort of kind of know, I guess, it feels like Adam Cole's like, look, three stages of hell, right? Uh not gonna kill myself. I'm not gonna be crashing. I'm not gonna take any I know it's a different wrestler. I'm not gonna take any air raid crashes. Uh, off the top of a cage. That's out of the equation.
1: He's gonna do what he can to avoid injury so he can actually go sign his next contract. Yes. Exactly. So we had Oops. surprise roll up, <laughs> right? Yes. Uh
2: he's not the one who took that spot on the chairs. That was Kyle O'Reilly. Yep. Yep. Uh and then yeah and then that finale let me uh I'm gonna handcuff uh Kyle O'Reilly to the top rope, super kick him a bunch of times and then he just tapped me out. He could tap me. And then Kyle O'Reilly, even on Twitter, said, I know a lot of people aren't happy with that finish. I
1: know. I know. I saw that. My back hurts. I've been training a lot. Yeah, I know. Like, I don't really. Like, the story leading up to that match was about Kyle O'Reilly finding that killer instinct or thinking he to find that killer instinct to, to be Adam Cole. And that really didn't play into the match. I didn't feel like, you know. No,
2: because this is Adam Cole's last match in the company, probably. You're right. It was it was an underwhelming match. How much do, do you actually know? Wait, is it on
1: Wikipedia like how long yeah, was, the match was? It was, was? twenty five minutes and twenty seconds.
2: Three matches all in one was twenty five minutes. Yeah. This and it the first fall was quick. It was like an anti NXT match.
1: You know, mm-hmm. it was like, it, yeah, it, it was, was. It was like the opposite of Adam Cole, Gargando best at, a, you know, two out of three falls. This was like. Gargano yeah. was getting run over by a bus. Yeah. And was kicking out. And then Adam Cole, who really hadn't had his leg worked over the whole match, this immediately taps out to a heel hook, you know? This was, it was like a protest match. <laughs> you know,
2: like, it was just like, what is this? It's really, I mean, it's not bizarre given that we, uh, Adam Cole, he's got to be done. Yeah. Senior, who said that? And Forrester said senioritis. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't a bad it wasn't a bad no. match. It's just when you line it up in the pantheon of like the kind of matches that you would totally expect from Cole and O'Reilly, this was not that. No. 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 Pretty funny. Uh and then of course uh, Samoa Joe not shocking at all uh took the NXT championship away from Karrion Cross of course at this point we've seen Karrion Cross job out on Raw a couple times now. <laughs> Uh, to Keith Lee, to Jeff Hardy. Um, yeah. So this
1: really wasn't all that shocking. Either. No, I, it, it would have been shocking if if Karrion Kross and Cross had retained successfully. Yeah, that right. Been yeah. yeah, totally. have been pretty darn shocking. That have been pretty um, shocking. Uh, I guess we can go through match by match. There's a kickoff show match: Trey Baxter versus Ridge Holland. This went about as well as you'd expect for Trey Baxter. He got dominated and defeated by Ridge Holland. After Ridge Holland hits his finisher, Ridge has a promo afterwards. Says so this is what happened. People think. They have the bollocks Butlicks. step up to them. Yeah. He the Tim Thatcher is paying attention because this is what your future looks like, Tim. And yeah, the, with, uh, his, with, his, with his
2: manager Pete Dunn next to him.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's, gone. One He's of the gone. Best, gone. The best the best wrestlers gone. in the world, I know. He's gone. Know. Uh, the main show kicked off with Cameron Grimes.
2: Cameron Grimes.
1: Challenging LA Knight. Sorry, LA Knight. Oh, wow. But- for that million dollar championship. Of course, if LA Knight were to get that win, Ted DiBiase would then become mm. uh LA Knight's butler. With that stipulation in place, he knew there was no chance in hell that Cameron Grimes was losing. In fact, he did win. And he won with a really damn good looking caven. He just I like that he hit it cave. and then he he just stood there for a moment. Yeah, it it great.
2: Was, yeah, it was a re- it was a really solid cave-in. He had uh, some million dollar, he kept on trying to use the million dollar dream during the match as well. Mm-hmm. DiBiase mm-hmm. got that in on uh, uh, LA Knight there towards mm-hmm. the finish as well, which mm-hmm. was uh, some great come up for him. That yeah, um, was pretty great. But yeah, solid, uh, solid match between these two. I have no idea, no idea what happens to either of these guys now. Uh, I mean, you'd think Cameron Grimes would be somebody that Vince McMahon would love to have on main roster. Um, and for that matter, maybe LA Knight as well possibly
1: I don't know it's kind of hard watching this takeover more so than most with uh, without viewing it through the prism of all right who on this card is getting called up in October you know during the draft um and especially for this next match and partially because Dakota Kai had a match on main event not to say that if you have a match on main event you're for sure getting called up but it's curious that not only that she lost the match but it seems to be the end of the story because as soon as she took that loss, it was a top rope. It was Raquel's finish from the top. It was mm-hmm. impressive. This was a solid match, and Dakota Kai had a good show. Yeah. But as soon as the match ends, Dakota Kai pretty much teleports out, and Kaylee Ray comes out to have a stare down with Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah. Um, Which yeah. is pretty surprising because it it's seemed like there was a lot more they could have done with this feud.
2: I, dude, I was saying for months... For months, isn't this going to be like the next Champa Gargano? And I, I will guarantee you, guarantee you, I'll put all my channel points all on. Well, there's no way to, t- there's no way to know if this is true or not. But this was originally meant to be like a multi-month story, and then all this rebranding stuff is happening, and I don't know what to know, and I don't know what to think anymore. I don't. I mean, I, yeah. I, I would. I don't know. The next couple months are going to be interesting and potentially very heartbreaking. You know, because I mean, if you look at the NXT roster, I don't know where some of these pieces fit. Yeah. You know, and uh, and like some names that would be probably pretty shocking. uh, I I don't know what's going to happen, and uh, and yeah, I don't, I, I you know,
1: yeah. I know. I know. You see, we we've talked about before. There's a lot of names in kind of the the main event upper mid card area of NXT. That if the directive is, you know, hey, we want to get younger and larger. Yeah. What what are they gonna do? You know. I Johnny mean, Johnny Gargano is one of the best wrestlers in the whole world. It would but not. Shock he's probably me. the wrong yeah. type, wrong side of thirty, and he's what five nine, five ten. I
2: I would. This is pure speculation on my part, but I kind of. I feel like the cruiserweight title is going to be the bone that we're thrown for, you know, if you have the As most possible, stacked yeah. cruiserweight division, so O'Reilly, Kushida, Gargano, um, I mean, Roderick Strong, I, Roderick Strong yeah. maybe Ciampa. Um, there's a lot of room you can do there. Thatcher should, Thatcher's a tall dude. He should be on main roster. I think Thatcher could get over pretty big on main roster unless they try mm-hmm. to turn him into a comedy act. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, twenty four seven division for sure. But maybe there's yeah, maybe there's some salvation for some of the NXT originals with the cruiserweight title, and they can just make that the biggest thing. If I mean, I mean, but then I don't know if all those contracts come up at some point. They're like,
1: yeah, damn that. Yeah, I know. If they're like, we're just going to be in this cruiserweight division for the remainder of our WWE career. Eh, you know, right? You know, especially like like Gargano, who's like won everything else in NXT.
2: You would think Gargano. Look, unless Vince McMahon wants another Daniel Bryan, because Gargano could totally be that. Oh yeah, he's he would be. He'd probably just hey, I'm going AEW, you know, because then I can work everywhere.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Then we had Ilya Dragunov versus Walter for the NXT UK Championship. Violent, violent, hard hitting. I mentioned violent, Matt.
2: so violent, and even like even before the turning point of this match, which of course was the chop. To, we're just waiting for that chop to the back of Ilya, for that switch to turn. By the way, if you guys enjoyed that match, we do a live watch along of NXT UK every Thursday noon Pacific, mm-hmm. three Eastern, on mm-hmm. our Twitch. So come by, check that out. Go follow us on Twitch. Uh, it's a, it's a good time, and it was just so satisfying to watch. Ilya's journey play out, you know, all mm-hmm. those months on on UK, and then have it go down at Takeover. Um, I really do hope they do a third match uh, in front of that wonderful UK crowd once they have yeah. crowds again. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, dang it, man! You know, I, I said I know there was a lot of tearful reactions to to CM Punk's return. I generally don't get teary eyed for a match like this with that level of emotion by the end. When Ilya sort of snaps out of it, looks at the ref and says, Did I win? And mm-hmm. she's like, Yeah, he tapped out. Here's the title. And he just breaks down. Oh man. Yeah. But yeah. his collarbones were that area, yeah. shoulders were just completely annihilated from chops mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he made Walter tap out.
1: Yeah. I did not see Walter tapping out. Same. But I mean you you look at the the, the chops and forearms that he was delivering to Walter, his chest and his neck, his yeah. back. Yeah. After being that sleeper forever, it yeah. makes sense, oh, and man. and all the more of effective win having having him tap out Walter and Ilya. His character is just so different and interesting, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah,
2: I said this before. Whenever he delivers a promo, you know, it's part of it is is his method of English speaking, his accent, the way he utilizes the English language. It's it's almost poetic, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. at the same time, nothing about him doesn't feel genuine. Mm-hmm. He feels like the most genuine person and mm-hmm. uh, and an emotional person, you know. Mm-hmm. He's a fascinating character. I really I, I totally yeah. get illy at this point and I, he's one of my favorite characters.
1: yeah, 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 he's he's come a long way since when he because we first debuted in in NXT UK it was just all about the the pageantry. The theatrics of his entrance, mm-hmm. the theatrics of it, and you didn't really get a sense of who he was. And yeah, he's kept some of the the theatrics, you know, from the entrance and stuff. But he got rid of the contacts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they they changed his his Tron, mm-hmm. so it doesn't focus so much on the theatrics. They've really kind of grounded him in a way that's very relatable.
2: Yeah, yeah, but
1: still really interesting. And even so.
2: even the build has been so simple and and effective with the promos. You know, there was that mm-hmm. cheesy press conference thing. But I thought his Ilya's performance, and of course Walter doesn't have to do much with Walter because he's just big mountain of a person. Uh, but like Ilya's performance, the emotional journey he's been on,
1: god dang. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Really good stuff. Yeah. And the the one of the things about Walter, I mean, the brilliance of Walter is, is has many facets to it, but like he could take a beating and then on a dime, you think, okay, no chance he's losing this match, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And that happened several times. The twists and turns the ups and downs of this bout were just something else.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, It was
1: solid. It was really good. It was really good. It was really, really great
2: stuff. Hopefully, I, re- I don't I've, I don't I haven't really checked the COVID situation over there, but I really want uh, those fans to come back
1: and uh, get to see one of, the, one of their matches live and in person.
2: I think it'd be terrific. It'd be a killer crowd whenever that happens. Yeah. Um yeah.
1: Then we've got a Cameron Grimes interview. Um, he talks about, I, he's, I think he said his dad uh, is looking down and smiling on him just because, not just because he's chant, because he's a million-dollar champ, uh, DiBiase says, yeah, I always saw the fight in you. You're not a quitter, and that's why you're the champion. Uh, you were the one to carry on the legacy million-dollar title. And Grimes says on Tuesday night, there's going to be a million-dollar celebration.
2: There you go. Uh, after that, we had uh, Regal walking into Joe's locker room as Joe was preparing, and he says, uh, Joe, I'm grateful you came back. Happy you're doing what you're doing. Superstar. But as GM... <laughs> NXT. I have to stay unbiased,
1: but Joe, kick his ass. He said, okay. Then we, then we had the undisputed finale. Kind of went through our thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. First fall, just saw uh, Kyle O'Reilly block Panama Sunrise and just kind of sat down for a roll-up on Cole. Mm-hmm. He's up one-nothing. Uh, second fall, the street fight. Uh, Cole is really working over Kyle O'Reilly's ribs and back. He even put Kyle O'Reilly in lockjaw. He did. That was nice. What a lovely. That was thing. pretty cool. And then he, he transitioned to kind of like a, a deal. He did the deal. He did the with deal. stick. Yeah. Um, later, he uh, hits a rocket launcher off the top rope, uh, sends Kyle O'Reilly in the back of two chairs that are set up, and then he follows that with the last shot to win fall two. And as the trainers come in to check on Kyle O'Reilly while the cage is lowering, Adam Cole pulls Kyle out of the cage and power bombs him onto the announce table. Puts them back in uh, Finish the third fall In the steel cage Saw Adam Cole Get some handcuffs He handcuffs uh, Kyle O'Reilly to Top ropes. Top rope Hits a bunch of super kicks Kyle catches the last one Just puts Adam Cole In the heel hook And Cole taps out mm-hmm. Yeah Pretty yeah. abruptly Yeah <laughs> Yeah And he's like Alright I'm leaving guys It's like alright I, I, Yeah this is fine
2: I got a twitch stream To hit up The chugs lives on uh, this was great. After that, we had uh, uh, Ilya just sitting there uh, backstage with his uh, in a dressing room with his title. He got a quick interview where he says, the ring general has fallen. Long live the czar. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. It was good. After that, we had a Legado del Fantasma promo. Uh, Santos says, there's a saying in Mexico, I offered Swerve a classy exit to their situation, but he didn't want it, so they're going to have a match this Tuesday.
1: Yes. Uh, then we had our main event. Smojo versus Karrion Kross. Uh, fun enough match. Uh, I, I would get a little uh, anxious every time Joe would eat a suplex, especially a Saito suplex, given that he just came back from concussion issues. Uh, but he seemed to be all right in the end. Uh, uh, Cross gets up on the top rope. I don't know what he's going to do off the top rope. Um, uh, <laughs> Joe hits him with an Insegiri. And then we got a CL Muscle Buster. We yeah. got the Muscle Buster. It's back. That was very exciting. Win. That was very that exciting. Was great. That was great. It was yeah. a fun
2: match. Some good back and forth. So. Yeah, everybody taunting uh, Cross with Hardy chants. and uh, oh, I know. No,
1: no, 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 that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That, when he was making his way out of, out of CWC last night. Yep. 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 Uh, raw preview. Bro. We'll do this. We'll answer a couple questions. So RK Bro set to celebrate their Raw Tag Team Championship victory.
2: Bro, uh,
1: John Morrison.
2: John Morrison welcomes Logan Paul to Moist TV.
1: Yeah, and then uh, Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash square off against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. That should be.
2: That's it's gonna definitely it's gonna be a raw. Raw is gonna happen.
1: It's definitely, it's definitely gonna be a raw. Raw will air tonight. Yes, raw will air. Let's go ahead and answer some questions. Let's do that. Uh, B man Rick Sparks says, "What episodes of the second half of Dark Side of the Ring are you looking forward to the most?" It's FMW, and it's playing Ride from Hell. Those are the two I'm looking forward to the most.
2: Um, I am looking forward to FMW and XPW. I'm very much looking forward to those. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 curious to see who they're getting what interviews they're getting for uh xpw Mm -hmm. i mean uh, besides supreme like i know messiah is still around uh rob black still has like a show i think of some sort vic grimes still around i don't remember if he's still around or not they even they i mean i know they interviewed new jack before he passed Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. for this okay yeah um, yeah he's still around yeah so uh yeah yeah, that that's I'm really looking forward to that. Just because like we were yeah. around for so that's much true. of that stuff. That's true. That's true. Uh let's see here. Wanna answer some oh, sorry. We're already answering questions. Uh Juan Guerrero Jr., since the Forbidden Door is an option for him now, fantasy book, CM Punk at next year's Triple Main. Wow. Well, there's a hammer involved. Number one well, guess,
1: he, It should be Blue Demon Jr. then.
2: He plays it's double duty. Number one, he's in the Marvel uh universe Good. match.
1: He's the thing, because it's clobbering time.
2: As the thing. He's got to be the thing. Yeah. Or he's Wolverine. At one point, he had the the sideburn chops like Wolverine.
1: He did. He did.
2: did. Uh, How about this? It's CM Punk as Wolverine versus Brian Cage as uh, Thanos, uh, because Brian Cage wants to be Wolverine. Wolverine, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's
1: good. Uh, Rob Zerver, who are your current favorite talents in independent wrestling? Oh, man ninja mac
2: ninja mac's my dude in gcw he's yeah. great i love yeah. him um i'm trying to think of other there's so there's so many like names out there it's kind of hard to like narrow it down you know
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. cal jack yeah perfect perfect simon miller
2: simon miller hates champion yeah yep uh, let's see here. Adam Anderson says, It seemed like CM Punk slighted Sting during his promo about coming in to help talent like Darby Allin. Does his promo set a stage for a CM Punk Sting program after All Out? Is that something you'd want to see, or would you prefer they mix it up with younger talent? I say mix it all up. Yeah, who wouldn't want to see CM Punk versus Sting? That'd be great. Why not?
1: Yeah, that'd be good. I didn't, I didn't take that as a slight, but I guess I could see that. Uh White Brownie with Charlotte being raw woman's champion again. Who's a favorite now to win the first Queen of the Ring?
2: Get like a Dark Horse candidate like Liv Morgan, where has she even been?
1: I know. All that momentum she, she established for herself. Right? Go on to money in the bank has been on TV since. Isn't that just typical WB?
2: It's dude, it's been it's just been creatively lazy. Like, oh, they're saving the good shit. He he just meant Brock and Becky, didn't he?
1: He just meant Brock and Becky. That's all he meant. And then link got to Mania The Rock. Otherwise, it's all going to be the same. (laughs) Yeah, it's all the same. It's all the same. Uh, Nikyle with a great question. Power rank absolute worst to least worst WWE tropes. Roll up victories, talk show segments, wild card rule, no wrestling during commercials, championship contender matches, endless rematches. All right. Absolute worst.
2: Okay. um. So, I'd like to combine... Okay, my number one, my absolute worst. Absolute worst. Worst, 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 worst is rematches. Yeah. I don't want to say the same... I don't want to see the same thing over and over again. I don't want to see that. So, get rid of that. I don't mind, in sort of concept, the championship contender match. But they do them endlessly. Like... They, 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 they I lost my mind over the the Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart championship because they did yeah.
1: t- like three rematches of that. Yeah, yeah. Like just a month prior, they had a championship contender match. They won.
2: So my number one is rematches. Then I would go talk show segments, the second worst. Um no no i'm sorry rematches one no wrestling during commercials that was just weird it threw the entire show off it was bizarre all of a sudden you get oh two out of three falls matches all of a sudden yeah that was weird and it was just one of those things where you just have to wait for the phase to be done with yeah so rematches no wrestling during commercials talk show segments roll-up victories Wild card rule, I don't really care about. You're just bringing people over from a different brand. Like, if it's done right, you know, like Baron Corbin, it was fine. And then championship contender
1: matches. Probably my number one least favorite is when you have a one-on-one match there's interference and after a commercial break, you get the tag match. Oh, that's a good because one. Because it's transparent. You know, know exactly where it's going as soon Great as someone answer. comes out of the Great answer. I can't stand that. Great answer. Because it's just filler. The initial <laughs> match was just Why filler. Why are you doing the match? Yes. just do the. If you want to get to the tag match, then just get to the damn tag match. It's laziness, man. It is. It's just like, hey, we need to fill five minutes. Let's do this and then that. I can't stand that. That would be one for me. I know it's not on the list, but I'm putting it number 1. I can't stand it. That drives me up the wall. It's good. Two, I'm going to say talk show segments because I feel like the bad ones Ooh, really pull the good ones down. They're really bad. And because by and large the talk show segments go on way too long. And, and the, if you yeah. want to kill momentum for a show, you put a, a, a talk show segment like start of hour 2 on Raw and you're just especially if it's Miss TV and you're just ending all momentum raw mayhem. Oh man, it kills you. Nothing is, a, is is an energy vampire to a wrestling show quite like a talk show segment. Agreed. For the most part. Agreed. Uh, then three, I'll say no wrestling during commercials because, yes, they ch- it changed the entire flow of how so WWE programs weird. their show. So weird. And it was weird. And then I'll say rematches, then championship contender matches, wild card rule, and then we'll roll up victories. Because I think roll up victories, when done well, yeah, enhance the story. Yeah. Like, you could really... A well done roll up victory can really advance the story you're trying to tell. Yeah. Don't with do that. it that often, but it can't. Uh Anthony Tobias, what if Adam Cole signs with Ring of Honor instead, reforms the kingdom, and is the key to the forbidden door? He needs back up to take on the Bucks for what they did to him on being the elite. I would not really be Oh, he needs back up, gotcha, with from the kingdom. Yeah.
2: I wouldn't really be a fan of that to be honest with you I think Ring I think Ring of Honor is doing a decent job like sort of reloading but like they're not at the point where I think a big name like Adam Cole would make sense there
1: yeah I saw that clip from that one match of uh, that bit with John, Jonathan Gresham doing that kind of like roll through stunner that, or cutter that was amazing oh I haven't seen that that sounds cool yeah it's a little clip from the match uh, show they had this weekend it was really good um mm-hmm. uh, Admiral Snack Bar with Rampage getting a one point one is CM Punk actually not as big of a rating draw as we all thought he was. I don't know, man.
2: Increasing like they he he beat like okay. Here's the thing: one person, one singular person, is not going to. It's the 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 idea, the perception that like you can flock an entire million people from one program to another is unrealistic in, in your thoughts on how viewers operate. Like it doesn't really work that way. The fact that he was able to increase the four hundred he was able to bring four hundred thousand people to the product with his, yeah. his return and get that huge demo number.
1: The demo is, is impressive. That's that's pretty impressive. That's that's a demo number. Is super impressive.
2: I mean, you got to think if if he came to WWE and had the same impact, four hundred thousand people adding that to whatever SmackDown, you know?
1: Yeah, you got two and a half million. That's a pretty good it's number. Pretty big deal, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: I mean, dude, anecdotal again. I'd like to know what the plus three and plus sevens to the DVR stuff was. I know. Because just anecdote, like that was that was everywhere. People were talking about that
1: all yeah. over the place. I'm curious too how word of mouth, the mainstream coverage of Punk showing up, how that's going to affect Dynamite's numbers on Wednesday too.
2: I agree, and yeah, he's going to be you know, there. Because, so yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because we know, you know, people who pay attention to, to to you know wrestling news outlets and stuff. We all knew Punk was going to be there, but mm-hmm, didn't, yeah. you know, people who might not be as tuned in to you know, that kind of stuff. Did they know? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. You know.
2: Uh Ford Age says, Do you think O'Reilly should move to the North American title scene after Cole leaves NXT instead of staying in the main title scene? Yeah, well he's a good guy and uh Joe's a good guy for the most part. So yeah, I yeah, think the yeah. North American I think O'Reilly versus Hit Road be a cool that'd be a good feud. It'd be a good match. Mm-hmm. Swerve and mm-hmm. O'Reilly.
1: Uh Matty G with possibilities of Bray, Danielson, Buddy Matthews debuting soon, how would you set up an Adam Cole debut? It's one of those instances where Adam Cole versus Cody makes sense. It does.
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. With it does. That. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know when Cody's coming back and he still has Malachi Black, but mm-hmm.
1: I mean, dude, if he's if he literally is out of his contract right now, she should up. just show up on dynamite and backstage during a, a super elite thing, open the door, go, hey, dudes. <laughs> hey, guys, what's up? Hey, guys, what's up? What Never did he resolved. used to
2: say? Didn't he have to, like, he used to have his, like, catchphrase, like, when he would just walk into a room on being the elite? Didn't he just say, didn't he used to say, like, the same thing? Hey, guys, something like that. It was something fairly innocuous. But... Yeah, yeah, he should just do that. There you
1: go. Uh, Anthony Matthews, despite what Nick Khan said this weekend, I believe WWE will sell if the right offer comes along within a couple of years as AEW grows. Is it out of the realm of possibility that AEW and the billionaire Khan family buys WWE? I personally would love it.
2: No. Uh, this it's is going to take.
1: Yeah, it's going to be ahead. a conglomerate. It's going to yep. be
2: NBC Universal, or it's going to be Disney, or it's going to be. What's the other one? Time Warner Uh, Time
1: Warner or NBC Universal
2: Now how crazy would it be
1: Oh you mentioned that already Uh, 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 Fox
2: How crazy would it be if it was Time Warner And then you get the Amalgam Universe Yeah Yeah. The forbidden door would be blown open So like What do they do in that situation If it's Time Warner it just lands on Their programming right Yeah Yep Hmm Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't be time. Time Warner's like we already have AEW.
1: Uh, Sean Lathrop says, "What should Daniel Bryan come out to an AEW Final Countdown or Flight of the Valkyries? Flight is public domain and may get the 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 pop. It's oh, be it's, final it's the
2: Final Countdown. There's no better song in history, perhaps, than the Final Countdown.
1: Uh, NJWP given what's happened and what's going to could happen. Power rank, which are the weekly wrestling shows you're most buzzed for
2: the weekly wrestling show.
1: Hey, at this point it's a... Dynamite's B- one. It's one. <laughs> it might be it might dynamite. be rampage at this point. It well might it's probably be a- dynamite and rampage one and two right now. Yeah. Yeah,
2: like Rampage is only an hour long. And we yeah. watch it all together and I don't take notes. It's Rampage. It's rampage. here's it here for me it's this. It's Rampage, it's NXT UK, then it's Dynamite, because these two are only an hour long, and they don't take notes.
1: Well, here's the thing. It's not what do you enjoy watching more. It's what are you most buzzed for, because you think something cool may happen or whatever.
2: Oh, it's, dude, if CM Punk makes his Dynamite debut, or he's going to make his Dynamite debut, and he's busy cutting a promo on Darby Allin, and out of nowhere he gets hit with the last shot. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? The match is <laughs> endless. It's like we book Raw. You know? Yeah. It's crazy.
1: It is crazy. Clearly. Dynamite Rampage. Uh, at one point, I probably would have put Impact in the top five, but now we don't even watch it. Um, Dynamite Rampage. I'd probably say SmackDown then because of Roman. Mm-hmm. Roman does good stuff. I get excited to see Roman. Yeah. And then kind of everything else after that. Yeah. I'll say this. For me, it's... But Raw would be the Raw would be the be last. It's
2: uh yeah. Raw's last. It's Rampage, Dynamite. No, it's Rampage UK, Dynamite. Now Punk's there. Rampage, Dynamite. It's it's AEW stuff, and then I'll be honest. It's NXT. I'm fascinated with what they're gonna do to NXT. You know, because I'm gonna. I'm not married to what they've been doing lately. And it's like, I'm really kind of fascinated at this point. It Mm -hmm. might lead to some really unexpected twists and turns. And it's like, if triple H is still at the, at the, at the helm, it could be
1: interesting. Some different stuff, you know, it could, it could. Uh, Wolverine asked, why didn't we get an explanation on John Cena after this match with Bray Wyatt? on how he reappeared he just made some passing reference to it and I guess that was supposed to be enough for us hasn't he actually confirmed at this point I saw it on a something
2: uh, oh cool look at this this is a love again says not a question but we love you thank you for playing us on going in raw radio Oh, very cool. check out at love again music on Twitter <laughs> and on Spotify we've got the playlist that we play during our pre-show mm-hmm. um, or during our waiting room on our pre-show and Love Again is on there. And you can check out. It's on our spot. It's on Spotify. Just type in Going In Raw Radio. And uh, and the, the playlist there is just the, the prime playlist. I put everything on that one. There's a volume two, but they're all in volume one as well.
1: There you go. Uh, Anthony J. Asked, what's next for Walter? Should he face off with Joe after Joe goes through Done providing Done resigns."
2: Um, Walter seemed open to working NXT Prime, but who knows with the relaunch and rebrand stuff if he's going to be a guy that factors into that, so I, I honestly don't know. I have, I do not know.
1: Uh, Frank says, if they truly push Becky as a heel, is that up there as one of the dumbest booking decisions of all time, like Austin at Mania 17, turning your most organically overstar heel after being away from becoming a mother, and that fans have been constantly chanting for seems ridiculous.
2: Okay, so one thing I thought about, and I forgot to mention this during us talking about it, but we'll end on this note. Remember how when, we were, when Becky first left to be a mom, mm-hmm. you were like, maybe she won't even come back. You never know. She's going to be a mother, right? Well, yeah, I thought, you know, yeah, it's a possibility. And I said, no way. She's a career wrestler, right? Mm-hmm. What if it's somewhere in the middle? What if, like, what if she's like, hey, I'm not going to be there all the time. I don't want the full-time schedule. You guys are going back out on the road. I don't want that anymore. So you have me for, you know, whatever the uh, uh, maybe
1: uh, Orton, like a Daniel Bryan Orton Lesnar mm-hmm.
2: plus, like a Lesnar plus or a situation.
1: Well, I'll you know I'll, I'll do three months and then I'll take some time off and do right. three, three months, something like
2: that. Yeah. And what if the most effective way of doing that is if she's a bad guy? It probably isn't, but what if it is? I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's some thought to that. You know, maybe she's not going to be there all the time. So it's hey, let's try to get Bianca over as a top face who's there all the time. Yeah, could be completely wrong about
1: that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea.
2: I don't know. Well, it'll it'll play out. Either it'll be really bad. I. It's funny though. It is funny. I remember feeling so deflated at the end of seventeen. Is the exact same feeling I had. At that Bianca Belair-Becky uh, Lynch match. The exact same way. I was like, oh, man. Hmm. Don't like that. No, sir. Don't like it. Don't like it. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. We will be back tomorrow at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, for our recap of Monday Night Raw. Uh, I We're going to speed run that Logan Paul segment, man. I have zero desire
1: see if we can get it down to like a sentence that's good that's good you do a sentence and i do a sentence and we'll see, see what if you get a what's going to be a 15 to 20 minute segment down to a minute or down to one sentence
2: down to one sentence you do your sentence i do my sentence and we let the friend right. decide who had the most effective sentence okay
1: <laughs> the most efficient use of language to describe a 20 correct. minute segment correct
2: anyways that should be fun because we'll probably talk a lot of shit thanks everybody for tuning in we appreciate it till next time we'll talk to you later
1: goodbye